I'm Drea. I'm Meg. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting, the fiber arts, and how awesome it is. Before we delve into this week's topics, let's share what we're working on today. Drea. So um, I am actually weaving in my ends for my fall. Are you really? Yeah. Damn. For my fall make-along. <laughs> Woo! I mean, yay! Thank you. <laughs> no, it's just Who's remind- in charge of the it's applause just- <laughs> over there. <laughs> it's just reminding me that I haven't started. Well, I did I'm- wind the skeins. Well, I did wind the skeins. I mean, you know. I've missed the deadline for the last two make-alongs that we did. Okay, well... Congratulations. So I feel really good about it. Um, this past week, I also finished my spring make along, which. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is finished. It's blocked. It looks good. Um, that was the Amici cow. Um, my hat here was supposed to be the Fiona beanie. Um, it's now the Drea beanie. It's now the Drea beanie because I didn't knit the pattern right. <laughs> It still looks good. It it's, still, it's good. still a very lovely it's still a hat, cabled hat. But it is not the Fiona hat. <laughs> um, you made an artistic choice. Thank you for putting it that way, but that is not what happened. You know what? It's okay. I looked at the chart once and said, I got this, and I did not got this. So <laughs> no words, just the creativity. <laughs> <laughs> the Morgan Freeman voiceover. She did not, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it looks good. It feels nice. Uh, This is Critical Hit Dye's Wild Magic. I don't remember the fiber content. That is 100% extra fine superwash merino. It's so soft. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah, and I'll be blocking this this week. It'll be good. What's next on the agenda? Oh, I'm going to make a Seahawks hat. Woohoo! Noise. So excited. That's also my cue, but not Seahawks 49ers. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're going to have this. It's okay. And you've got time to finish your make-along because we're not going to do another one until late winter. What does Thanks. late winter mean? <laughs> After Christmas. <laughs> okay. Just checking. <laughs> Before spring. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, that's that's vague. But, but we got it. <laughs> no, we got it. No, well, I let's finish one it. before we talk about the next. Exactly. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So once you guys are done with that, you've got until after Christmas. <laughs> Meg, I'm still here. <laughs> You're getting there. You're almost at the end of that one, aren't you? I'm so tired. (laughs) It's just... What is it? It's my dark academia I knew it. I'm I'm really... No, no. I am undeserving of applause. Oh, no. No. Guys, I'm so tired. I dream of knitting other things Are you on the first sleeve or the second sleeve? I'm on the first sleeve. Okay. But Um, you're near the end of it. I am near the end of the first sleeve. I, I just... I am, and I'm knitting something like 10 to 12 rows a day. Wow. It's just taking me a really long time. It looks so, great, though. Yeah, I'm going to be really happy when it's done. It's it looks just, so oh, good. God, I'm I'm never doing another sweater test knit because, yeah, I, I can't knit sweaters that fast. <laughs> I just can't. That's fair. So I will be be very happy when it's done. I'm knitting it in Critical Hit Dyes Ranger in Aerith's Crystal and Gold Dragon. And it is almost done. I really want to finish it for New England Fiber Fest, but we'll see. 
getting I believe there. in you. We'll see. You can do it. I'm trying real hard. Tina. Tina. I am also working on my dark academia. I am using murky depths, deep sock, and ashen, and the age of aquarium. My age of aquarium is like a green and is my contrast. And uh, I'm still in the oak. I'm okay with that. It looks good. Yeah, but you're because I gave up on the the (laughs) I gave up on the test knit, but um, you know, I I did withdraw from it, but I did go and purchase the pattern because for me, anyway, she didn't ask me to do that, but I personally just wanted to do that. I am leaning towards doing that. Yeah, I just if I don't make November one, I'm going to. Yeah, and just you know. Here, you know, I just personally, it just felt like the right thing to do. I know, like people say, like you don't have to, but like, no, it's a complicated pattern. It took a lot of her energy to make it, so um, I'm perfectly fine with paying for it. Jess, um, I am still working on Norland. I am still on the first mitten, but I am almost to the decreases. It looks like a little mitten, and it's cute. Oh, um, and she did a Latvian braid. I did a Latvian braid. Oh. I didn't know that's what that was. It looks so good, but it's it's, so it's super cute, and um, I'm I'm almost to the decreases on the main part, and then I gotta finish the thumb. Okay, and... but the that the inside oh. is okay. When you take pictures, that you have to do the inside and the outside. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, for the the carried yarn. Yeah, I, I'm tr- I'm try to keep it so I I make sure if if it doesn't automatically uh. <laughs> Um, Jess, that's so good. Do itself. I I do every third the stitch. Car- the, um, um, every once in a while, I forget. And I, yeah, every once in a while, I catch it on the fourth, depending on how it wants to be, because the cables are four, and sometimes it's hard to carry the float in the middle of the cable. Um, but I've been doing that too. So, so it's it's fun. I really like it. I am sort of like, oh my god, I have to do this mitten again, only opposite. But um, it, it was actually a pretty fast. Pretty fast mittens, all things considered. The Latvian braid was weird because you do twist your yarn when doing it. And then you twist it, untwist it back. And I didn't think it was going to work. And it did. And it was like magic. And if you ever do it, it's kind of fun. So It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. And that's your first pair of um, Latvian mittens, right? Yeah. I, I have, haven't done a Latvian braid before. So um, I haven't done cabled mittens either. I don't usually do mittens because I don't like mittens, but but they're not they're for not you. for me, so, so it doesn't good. matter. So, um, so yeah, so I'm uh, like I said, I'm I'm a couple rows off of the decreases. Um, I probably will not get there tonight because I am hosting, so I'm not going to be doing a lot of color work while doing that. But it's a good time. Like, like uh, the yarns I am using is uh, Travelers uh, or less traveled yarn in Aurora Borealis, and then um, Cascade Heritage. Cascade Heritage sock. Uh, sock. In white. white. <laughs> which is white. I think it's white. I, I think, I, th- I would say, I don't it's think fine. there's a color on it. And that's what I am doing. And um, if you want to see pictures of these projects or get more information about Pardon My Stash, be sure to check out our website, pardonmystash.com, for info, pics, patterns, yarns, and a blog. Mystery box, mystery box, what's inside the mystery box? So today's mystery box is going to be an episode of What Grinds My Gears. What grinds your gears, Jess? And today, yarn barf. (laughs) (laughs) So aggressive. 
grinds all our gears. You know why? Especially, no, especially yarn cake barf, because you take all this time to get the skein all nice and open and get it on your skein winder or whatever the heck you're using, and you swift. twist it all up. Yeah, a yeah. swift. Yeah, a swift. Yeah. But sometimes it's not swift. Sometimes you're using a chair or a friend's arms. Like, you're you never know. You're putting the effort into cake but your yarn. someone is there, and you're doing the winding, and sometimes if your winder is kind of stupid, the little thing falls over and messes everything up. <laughs> You're just talking about somebody I, helping you. And you're like, if your winder is stupid, and I'm thinking like your friend is no, they are like, a swift. Wow, your friend really is mean. a swift. Wait. Your winder is a winder. Are, are we complaining about swifts, or are we complaining about yarn barf? No, we're complaining about the yarn barf. What I'm saying is, once you do that, and your swift is fine, uh-huh. and especially if it's a person holding it, that's, yeah, it's definitely fine. And you got you got the winder that's that's winding it. That sometimes is also stupid, but it's you know that's fine. But you do all that, you get through it, you get all the yarn it you get this nice little cake and like not two feet in you get this huge hole inside of your cake pops out and then you gotta sit there untangling that again no you don't after you just yeah you give it to me so i have to sit there and untangle it again which to be fair you always offer you always offer but not everybody has a jest on i just i know i'm so lucky personally (laughs) if the half the cake comes out i just shove it back in my project bag and you don't know that i had cake barf <laughs> cake barf sounds awful please don't call it that no because no because there's a difference between yarn bar from one of those like like rolled things oh yeah and a cake. From, it's true I don't know. There's probably an official word for them, and I have no idea. You it's know like what I'm talking skein, about? Yeah. But the it's not skein, but it's the not a ball either. It's not a center ball. Yeah, the, the center, center pole yarn. Skeins. Yeah, that's yes. it. Yeah. So those I feel are true yarn barf, and then cake barf is when you were trying to avoid that. <laughs> Stop calling it cake barf. <laughs> <laughs> it's cake barf. <laughs> That's the hill she's going to die on. I'm going to die no, on that and hill. And half the time, at least for me, I don't know, it's because the yarn. And it's due to friction, so you know what, physics? Um, what? Stop with the friction on my yarn. <laughs> so half the time what it is is that as you're pulling the yarn out, it frictions with like another piece of yarn on the inside, and it creates like a little loop-de-loop around two pieces of yarn that should not be looped t- together. And then you have to figure out which part is the yarn you don't want to cut and which part is that loop that you do want to cut that's just like fuzz that got stuck to your yarn. And if you make the wrong choice, well, now you got to tie in another end. And that also sucks. <laughs> yarn barf is obnoxious. That's what that's what grinds my gears today. I don't know if anyone else wants to. Well, the sad thing, too, is that you, like, follow you, that, you can't avoid it. Like, you it's can't. Not, it, it just it happens. It happens or it doesn't. I don't know. That's why I've been pulling from the outside of the ball. What? Yeah. Yeah. She'll do her cake and then she pulls from the outside. You know what you could do? You get one of them uh, big spools. What? Yeah. And you just sit it on the big spool and you unwind it that way. That's an option? Yeah. Yeah. You can pull it from the outside? Yeah. Sure can. It's called being an anarchist. And instead (laughs) of it collapsing... It stays when you all nice. That was yep, my other. I get a nice little. Is I got this beehive now instead of a cake going on. 
So today's topic is knitting for competitions or, you know, competitive knitting. What type of competitions are we knitting for? How do we prepare to knit for a competition? How do we choose what to put into the competition? Well, I feel like you and Meg have been the ones that have done competitions. I don't think Dre and I have tried yet. No. Although I keep saying that I should submit something. But I also want to submit something. Then I don't. Yeah. I was going to say. Because you know how I am with deadlines. You. <laughs> you guys tell us. I'm interested in how the process uh, um, goes. Honestly, we it, it started with Jess's um, christening gown that she made for Muriel. Oh, yeah. And I forget if you said you wanted to enter it in the fair, the local fair, or I said you, you should did. enter it. I told you. Okay. I couldn't you remember. You told me. And I mean, that um, thing is beautiful. I mean, and this is a a very small local country fair. This isn't even like county fair. This is very small. But we decided to she she entered her her crochet and I was like, I'm not going to enter my knitting. I'm going to enter some jam. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of jams? Although they were plum. And the way they did it, they were basically they had they have the list of categories, and you pick your category, and it's 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 actually like more complicated than I thought because it's like yeah, needle. You've got you've got division, needlework, subdivision, crochet, subdivision, subdivision, miscellaneous, well, subdivision, uh, subdivision, subdivision, christening gown. Like there's just so many, yeah, you and you have like- to label everything correctly. But the fair that we entered in, they have separate categories. They don't have categories for everything. Like, I don't think they... Do they even have, like, an adult sweater category? Um, I I do think they have... They have a child. They have a child, they have a child they have sweater category. Um, but you can you can enter an adult sweater. It's just... It would go into, like, miscellaneous, miscellaneous. And it would be with the other adult sweaters if anybody sends one in. Yeah. Um, so the first year Jess entered the christening gown and she she won first place, which I knew she was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it was really pretty. Um, but the thing I remember is that when I picked it up, the woman well, the woman was gushing over it, but she also said like I almost, that there was an argument because you yeah. hadn't blocked the sleeves. Yeah, I didn't block the sleeves. So block your work. But it was like uh, you know, honestly, like and and I'm again I'm biased, but at the same time, like looking at what else was in the category with that dress, she was so far and away, like more intricate than <laughs> anything else that that was in that category. So I'm like, really, you're going to not give it to her because she didn't block the sleeves. But they are like that's it's it's a good thing to keep in mind, because if you're if you're doing it for competition, like they are looking at things like, did you weave your ends in? Yep. Did you are your um <laughs> <laughs> no, I just uh, if if that's what they're. Are, gonna are you just thinking about all the projects that you have no <laughs> weaving done? I don't. I think I have very lazily <laughs> tried to weave in all the ends on every project I've ever done. So, I think uh, if I think even like hats for my kids, you'll just find a random stray piece just like flying. <laughs> but here's off the of thing, it. like my you know, like my capelet that I entered this past year. Yeah. Yeah. I I knit that before we did just did her her segment on on weaving in ends. Mm-hmm. And I definitely was not doing a very good job of weaving in ends, but I didn't get 
points taken off yeah. for that. Like, I think as long as they're woven in, they're not going to be sitting there going, well, I wouldn't have done it well, that this way. You should probably is... have done it this and way. Some, you know, some competitions might, but depending on the size of them. But yeah, I think if you do start in a smaller thing, yeah, it's so long as it's not just glaringly hanging out there. Hanging, yeah. <laughs> like, when they pick it up, it falls out the bottom. Yeah, like, I feel like... Um, like my sweater right now, because I have not <laughs> woven in the ends. I just feel like with weaving in ends, I, I don't think I ever, like, was officially taught, like, how to weave in ends. So the way I weave in ends is I just stab it through the fabric until it goes away. No, that's pretty I mean, much what pretty I do, too. Well, I did I until Jess's thing. Yeah, that actually helped That was a, a really good segment, does, uh, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't I learned a lot from yeah. that. I actually um, just recently learned how to do the duplicate stitch to weave in ends for my sweater. Mm. You mean, like, when you want to put... Um, like lettering or something on top of it? Oh, I don't know. You can use a duplicate stitch, for, almost like intarsia. That's what I know yeah. it for. Yeah. That, no, you, that's what I know it for. Yeah, like if, when you, I did if the, you don't want to yeah. do intarsia. Or... Yeah, because I did, um, for that Christmas stocking I made oh, off the top yeah, of my yeah, head, yeah, yeah. I did duplicate stitch to put in the words. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And that yeah. will also hold your yarn for weaving in your ends. Oh. You're trying to hide it. Huh. Surprise. I do know how to do that. So just do that. But yeah, weaving in ends is a biggie. Blocking is another biggie. Yep. Um, oh, and it's not imperative that you do it, but I feel like if you do something a little bit different with like some intricacies, you tend to have a better chance than if you're just doing like a very basic pattern, like a stockinette yeah. hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then so you're gonna if, be in, if it's not yeah. gonna up against the cable hat. Usually they'll go again. You know, go for the cable hat. But again, if the cable hat is done very sloppy and the stockinette has very clean stitches, you know, it's all it's all up in the air for that too. So, um, but another interesting thing too, and I didn't know this, and you told me, is it also depends on what the fair organizers specialize in mm-hmm. um the the terryville fair organizers specialize in quilting if you go you're gonna see dozens and dozens mm-hmm. and dozens of quilts they're not as up on the, on the needlework a woman called me after i did my entry and she's like what is a cowl she yeah. did not know yeah so they're not so i should put on- a cowl <laughs> into the Terryville Fair and like. I will immediately win because they'll be like, what is this great thing? <laughs> this is a round scarf. It's a cowl. It's a rounded scarf. There there were fewer <laughs> entries in the knitted than than definitely than in the um the quilting. But they but that's the thing when I when I say like they didn't know what a cowl was, I'm also not sure they knew like what was really complicated versus what looks fancy. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Because there's plenty of things that are like, well, like your hat. Someone who doesn't knit is going to look at that and be like, oh, my God, that's so super complicated. I don't know how you did that. But that is a it's it's a cable. It's a it's a two by two cable. That's pretty basic. Um, Right. Beautiful. And it looks intricate, especially if you don't knit. But a knitter knows that that's not like you're you're not agonizing over that, like the the minutiae of it. Um, I don't know, which is kind of why I I wondered. And I think I think a big part of it, too, was your your dragon shawl, Jess, is so far and away gorgeous. But I also wonder they didn't know that that was way less complicated than the other shawl that you entered. Not necessarily which is the Halloween. actually. Really? Really. Um, the dragon stitch was actually very different. It was just repetitive. The Halloween was actually very simple as well. There were just four different. That was simple, simple. ones. Yeah, it was, it was really. Really? 
Okay, so I, I don't mean, buy it. The most complicated one was Jess the Jack is not Lantern a part, good gauge which was for that. which was a That's false fair. cable with slip stitching, which was it was really cool. But like the second part was just garter. The third part was just like a, a two by two uh, yarn over lace, and then the last part was short rows. So. Wow. Yeah, it was just it was just um, the most complicated part is the first part. Is the first part? I wonder if that's where everybody got tripped up. I'm Maybe. guessing probably. Yeah. What might have tripped people up on that too is you're you're actually knitting it sideways, quote unquote, because when you start the next part, you knit it along along the edge to get it to turn and look like the jack lanterns. Yeah. Because the actual technique is is on its side, so that might have thrown people off as well. But it they're technically if if you are like. Oh, well, um, we've already done that for the Celtic Myths show. Yeah, it's it wasn't. You have. <laughs> Some of us have not. Um, <laughs> we. Nope. It really wasn't. We as in me. Um, that complicated. I, I say they were each about the same for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, dragon one had the beading, which right. uh, I think added to it as well. Put it, put it up mm. over the edge. Because you had that. So if you're going to do competition, you want to look for your nicest stuff, but also maybe your stuff that's got a little bit of a wow factor to it. Mm. Like really intricate cabling or beading or color work. nice color work. <laughs> I mean, that's not to say, I mean, dude, I, I entered a hat that I knit in 24 hours out of really big yarn. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you something like literally I posted on Instagram um I posted that picture of that hat and the number of like I have all my other stuff too like I had the capelet I had the sweater I made Mariel and like the number of people that were like I love that hat I'm like <laughs> that hat took me no time at all um they're crowd pleasers they really they are. are well so I mean I could say that about my patterns too the mm-hmm. high viz and the seed dot those are, are incredibly popular. Yeah. yeah. They are not hard. No. The high vis is two directions <laughs> besides casting on and casting off. Yeah. And but. then the, uh, and there's a setup section. But like other than that, it's like the same. And then the seed dot is literally that. It's the seed stitch and the dot stitch. So it is. Surprise. It, in <laughs> competitions, I mean, it helps to know who's looking at it because in a lot of cases, you want flashy, not necessarily complicated. Yeah. Because you can have a super complicated stitch that just it looks nice but it looks it looks like it's you know easy to do and people won't know and they'll just be like yeah but but this awesome color work cable thing that looks like a gnome is awesome <laughs> and so <laughs> i feel like that applies to probably the majority of fairs except for something that's like focused on fiber arts like Rhinebeck. Right, right. I feel like people who are submitting to Rhinebeck, it's like, no, they know what they're looking for. Exactly. If it it is a knitting specific fair or if they have a a very strong knitwear category, Mm -hmm. it's going to be very different. Another thing too that to consider is also use your good yarns. The ones that are really eye-catching. Use the flashy ones, the nice ones, the sheeny ones. Like doesn't even have to be like the the quality of the the um the fiber content, but the colors, the ones that are gonna draw people's eyes. Well, yeah, I mean, if you pick um not great color combos, I'm sure that affects. Like if yeah, if you if, picked a really like really two colors or three colors, or whatever that go really well together. Or even just one color that goes with the pattern really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for example, like if you do a really complex cable work 
and you can't see it because you did a black variegated. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas Drea did hers in this light purple, so it has some darkness to it, but you can definitely see the texture. Yeah. Um, you know, that makes a difference. So yeah. I'm sure somebody who made the Drea hat <laughs> the same way Drea did. Uh, and a black, you wouldn't. It wouldn't be as uh, striking as Drea's purple. Yeah, know yeah. your know your yarn. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it really it does make a difference. That was definitely something that I I got because I'm the one that goes and picks them up at the end of the day. Um, Jess doesn't like to drive anywhere, so oh, I'm listen. the one that drives out uh, that drove out the last two years to pick up the stuff. And um, a lot of the comments that I got from the ladies when I was picking them up, Jess, were about um, the colors that you picked. For oh. your for your stuff, the dragon that you made, Mary. Mason. Um, yeah, <laughs> lots of comments about the um, colors that you used for that. So they they do. Did you notice that? Like the stuff that stands out. But you know what? It's not the end all be all because Best in Show was a beige afghan. Yep. Like it was beige, plain flat beige. I mean, it was stunningly it was intricate. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Super. But it was beige. So, so it's not like color is is the paramount thing here. It does yeah, help. It, 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 it could help. it could give you the edge if you have two hats and one is you know striking and the other is like mm, so so. What would you two say is like the best first thing to submit to a competition? Like, what would you suggest you submit if oh. like you're just starting out? I'm asking for myself actually because I wouldn't know. I don't know what I would um, submit. I don't know if Dre would feel the same way, but I don't know what I would submit. I feel like for me, it would just be a, a piece of work that I was most proud of. And uh, I think that I would learn and, and go from there. Say definitely go with something that like you you like, you feel confident in. And, yeah. and also you want to choose something that, you know, you, you want to make sure because it at the end of the day, it's it's all for fun. Um, it's really all a matter of opinion. Um, so you don't want to like put something in that like you're super proud of and if it happens to not win be upset about it because again it's very it's very um it's very based on opinion there's not like usually at least in most like county type things like that it's not like you have professional stitchers like at most you have like you know people who have just done it for a while but they're not like no one's getting paid to do all of this stuff well the good news is i'm proud of all my work (laughs) um but i would i would i would would, like look at see see what you uh like what you like to do what you are confident in doing like if you're a person you're like okay i i do a lot of socks i do so many socks and my socks are great and i love them choose a pair of socks that you really like and and do that um, if you're some like, um, I went more for like, okay, this was a new project and I was very proud that I finished it and it was kind of complicated. I'm going to chuck this in there and, and see uh, at the very least people are going to look at it and be like, oh man, that's awesome. So you can go that way. It's, it's really like, it's, I'd say go more for what you're comfortable with doing. Like it, there's no, you don't have to do super big or super small. Like you can pick and choose if you've got a set like thing, like, you know. Mm. Stuff like that, love sets. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I feel like if the things that I made uh, for my friends and cousins' babies, the blanket and hat sets, mm-hmm. like super not complicated to do, but everyone loved them because mm. they were matching yep. and yeah. they looked cute together. But it was like literally a roll beanie, like a rolled brim beanie. <laughs> it wasn't even, and the blanket was off a tag for yarnspirations. Hey. So it was just yeah. like gradually increasing stripes. 
But yeah, but like again, it's I agree. It's like based on like if it, if it's an altogether, not just like a okay, it's really complicated, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. Another thing, and this is I I am very self conscious about the fact that I have a terrible time picking up sleeve stitches. Mm-hmm. I'm really really bad at it. I constantly have to go back and. Um, fix the holes in the armpits Mm -hmm. um that is has thus far stopped me from trying to to contemplate entering a sweater i did enter mariel's but it was i didn't have to pick up the arms because it was a bottom-up sweater Mm -hmm. um but if you know that you have a a not a struggle like yeah. a struggle, something mm. that you, a skill that you struggle with, don't, maybe maybe don't do that. But also at the same time, like, I don't think there's a single thing that either of us has picked out and been like, I'm going to knit this specifically for competition. Yeah. We don't do that. We, at the, at, towards August, when they start coming up with like, you know, the, the applications, we're like, okay, what have I done that I want to enter? That I want to mm. enter, yeah. And that takes all the pressure off. That's a good way to go about it. No, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just like, because, oh, God, last year I knitted so many things and I, I submitted uh, two things that I made last year in the fair. Most of them were like, whatever, you know, nothing too crazy. But the stuff I was really proud of, those were the things that I entered. But I didn't have that in mind when I was making it. I wasn't like, I'm going to make this capelet and I'm going to enter it in the fair. I wanted to make the capelet to get better at color work and shaping and things like that. So I I, I would highly recommend. If it's not, yeah. If, it's yeah. Not, if you don't, if you're not yeah. like, just like, yes, I want to do this for competition. Like, then yeah, don't, don't force yourself to do something. Just be like, okay, I did these things this year. Are there any, I, I would like to enter this that actually takes a lot of pressure off of me because as i've said in the past and probably earlier in this episode like as soon as i put a deadline on something yeah i I ain't doing it yeah it's i i think it's so much better to to look at your stuff that you've done and be like all right what 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 do i feel comfortable submitting to to competition i think that makes it a lot easier yeah that's that's how we do it Mm -hmm. yeah and I think it's a lot more fun because then we're knitting for the joy of it, not, yeah, for, not for any sort of joy of it as I'm sitting here going, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still knitting. Well, this. I also Sleeves feel, are tough. I also feel like, it, you know, it's maybe what you've set as a priority for yourself, too. Mm-hmm. So like if the the joy of competition and you're, you know, you're a very competitive person and that makes you joyful right. to knit for competition then maybe that's what you focus on but if you're like again if there's nothing wrong with what you're saying which is knit what you want to knit and then towards you know competition time you're like okay well i really like this one right i don't think there's anything wrong with that either exactly find your joy find Find your joy joy. And that's all the time we have for this week. For additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast, be sure to check out our Patreon or our website at pardonmystash.com. And remember to tune in next week for more tips, nits, and wits at Pardon My Stash.